0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number four hundred thirty-seven. I am your host Florence Lyon, and I am joined here by our other host Andy Anaco. Hello, Andy. Hello.
1: And I, you, you noticed you, you noticed right before we started recording, uh, but for absolutely no particular reason, I decided to give myself like nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties die hard Jam- lighting. James Cam- James Cameron like terminator mm-hmm. two lighting where you've got the big blue light on one side of your head and the big red mm-hmm. light on the other side of your head and because i got because i got these fancy new like bar like lights where it's really all i need is just light but of course it uses the same chip as any other piece of chinese lighting so it's like oh do you, do you want it to look like thunderstorms or do you want it to look like police lighting like no i really don't but see i can oh. do police lighting so yeah
0: Oh my goodness gracious. Um by the way, I am back to buying stuff off AliExpress. Um not proud of it. No. But okay, not proud of it, but I belong to some curation mailing lists that they go like through AliExpress and they, you know, they buy <laughs> things to see like what is worth buying and like what the which manufacturers are like worth buying from. So I kind of like compile a list and I try, you know, I try so I've been buying uh, I've been buying cases and watch bands. <laughs> um, I d- actually hold on. Hold on. Let me let me show you. Let me give you a visual representation of what we're working with here. Um, So I bought these cute watch bands. They're like these little ridged watch bands and I got them in this like two tone pastel situation. So nice. one one watch band is like a pastel green. One is a pastel pink. Um, and they sent me two of them, hmm. which is nice. This one I paired with the Pixel Watch adapter. You'll notice here. Okay, this is the Pixel Watch adapter. So uh, what it does is any watch band can clip onto this adapter, and then this adapter will clip onto oh, the Pixel got it. Watch. So if you get the kind, yes. the kind
1: that goes into a traditional like watch watch posts, yeah, those little spring thingies, yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, and I feel like this is this is my way of just like leading us into the fact that I am currently reviewing the Pixel Watch 2 and I'm nice. going to see. And the thing is, I'm I'm starting to like it.
1: <laughs>
0: and so, which I wasn't really expecting because I didn't like it the first time that I wore it. Understood. Perhaps it's because Samsung made the Galaxy Watch 6 like a teeny tiny bit thicker than the last Galaxy Watch that I had, and maybe I'm feeling it, and this one just doesn't feel as bulky. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to try it to see, because I have, like, all these watch bands that I bought for every other smartwatch, <laughs> and I want to see if I can somehow transfer them over to the Pixel Watch, or if it will look goofy. And if it looks goofy, I'm not going to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, see, th- this, you're, uh, you're already pursuing something that I absolutely agree with, uh, with which is that... The problem with all of, with these smartwatches, Apple, uh, the Apple watch more than any of them is that like you're, maybe this is just my perception, but I feel like if I'm wearing an Apple watch, I'm just another doofus wearing an Apple. Whenever, the whenever, mm-hmm. like I, I'm, I'm seeing guests on talk shows, whenever I'm seeing people like on podcasts or just anywhere, I see, oh, look, there's another. Another, another person with a damn apple watch right as opposed to like that being a symbol of a, a the wristwatch being a part of your personal style and I did and an expression of your individuality and so like it's it's like even even the Samsung watches, Maybe to the less extent the Pixel watches because they're not quite so popular, but there's something about them that says, "Oh, for God's sakes, don't don't even put like an Apple Watch band on it. Put something, put something on it that hides what it is. Like, uh, I've, uh it's and yeah, I, I'm not I'm I'm not judging anybody who who doesn't. I'm just saying that this is the this is part of like the whatever special <laughs> quote unquote about my brain that I say, oh, another damn Apple Watch instead of oh wow, what kind of watch is that? Like,
0: I mean. But I say that like when I go to buy, you know, like this week, Okay, you know, I've started doing some early holiday shopping and I I've been kind of stocking a couple of brands and do like their case collections and their accessory collections because I am having fun being human. And like, (laughs) as you'll see, like I have a lanyard on my Pixel 8 and I have a fake MagSafe case so that I can like. put on all these different accessories. So I'm like really getting into it. I'm having fun with it. So I was kind of shopping the other day, window shopping, and I started to just get really angry because I realized like, everything is for an ecosystem that I'm not a part of. Like Casetify, they were making uh on-demand cases and accessories. So like they would collaborate with artists and then they would... License their work, and then they would get the rights to basically print accessories with, you know, the artist's graphics. Um, and so, as a result, like they would have this giant, expansive, you know, offering. Mm-hmm. They used to offer things for, like, the Samsung watches and for Pixel smartphones, but they recently cut down their accessories so that the only thing they offer for Android users is for. Pixel eight, eight Pro, and the popular Galaxy uh, releases. Yeah, so it's just like there's nothing for the wearable life, the accessory lifestyle, and that is a bummer to me because I want it. I want beads on everything.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well again, like you, you want it's a it's like it's like uh, like eighty years ago, like what the cigarette lighter and the cigarette case used to be. It's like you it's it's you get to select something that you think is cool that when you take it out of your out, out of your coat pocket and put it on the table next to you like you're not, you're not you're not showing off you're not being flashy but this is part of like why you dress the way you dress the the, the reason why whatever like satchel or handbag you wear that's why you wear that satchel or handbag True. you're making this part of the set of choices you make each and every day that is informed the by the life that you are, the life that you have. Is, yeah,
0: it's you're just you're just hitting me in the gut with like a really sharp object when you say <laughs> that because you know I'm not only thinking about the phone in my hand and the way it looks because the thing is, Andy is I came of age in the 2000s, right? You know the depictions, all the paparazzo photos of the celebrities where they were holding. The phone with all the bling on it and, <laughs> you know, the purse. And so us aging older millennials are also doing the same thing now. You know, that's how we find our middle age, just with the satchel and the phone. In our
1: <laughs> but the but actually, now that I think of it, we have a, I'm in a new- lot
0: of body pain right now, by the way, everybody. So I'm talking a lot about age because <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs>
1: Yes, welcome to every age beyond like 28 35. yes. it's, it's like it's it's like <laughs> I, I was I, no, no joke I was I was on reddit and and one of my feeds was like uh I forget what the it had it had a video in it of someone who uh was uh, uh riding like a snow saucer off a off a ramp kind like of on, you know, on, a, on a snowy hill and just flew off that ramp that's in the air, li- linear airtime, and then um the camera person was not positioned to cover their landing. It didn't look like it was a gentle landing. It didn't look like the sort of thing where you go as soon as you see it and you re- and you leave a comment saying you should have had an ns for nsfw i i don't want to accidentally see somebody die and i think i might have just seen somebody die but it was, oh. but no no no. but but it was like they, they clearly did not like land perfectly they didn't necessarily land awfully you don't know and i, I immediately start thinking that i didn't get enough of a look at that person to know how old they are if they are let's say 17 or younger there is no chance they suffered any injury of any kind whatsoever if they are a 28 no I'll, I'll be let's say 34 or older there is no chance they did not suffer a major injury because it that that is a very truthful thing that i you know i remember skateboarding and biking when i was you know in my teens and just you know bouncing off not literally but like a, pr- practically bouncing <laughs> off the hood of a car into traffic and you know skidding ten feet, and like wow gosh I, well, I'm I, imagining I, all this. <laughs> I I think I think I need to spray some back teen on this little this little cut of mine, and then there's the time where like again, you're over thirty and like you're just laying down and you sneezed, and you were racked up for the next ten days, not on um, being able to move your neck or your up or your upper back because you sneezed wrong. That's so that that's the sort of stuff I'm talking about like that's so if you, so basically if, if you're if you, you you have a you have an expiration date for times where you can go off of a giant super sick ramp uh, on a snow saucer realize that every year that you're out of your teens you're closer closer and closer to no no just no no don't. that's
0: okay. That's okay, you know what? I'm fine living life with a little bit of caution where I am now. I'm fine wearing a brace while podcasting. I don't need this <laughs> podcasting brace wrist <then>. right now <laughs> <laughs> um i'm I'm fine with where I'm at. By the way, I just want everybody to know that I was listening in one ear to Andy and the other, my daughter throwing a tantrum. <laughs>
1: You see, again, again, she's like 3 years old. She can shriek like that and not get she's injured. She's almost 4. Almost almost so. 4, but like mm-hmm. but but my, my point is that like if she tries to yell like that at age like 29, like she's going to like not be able to turn her head far to the left for like 8 days after that and it's going to be a while before she pieces That's together. That's a
0: really good point. That,
1: oh my god, I yelled so I shouldn't have yelled that. I yelled wrong and now I've injured myself.
0: See, okay. Uh you know I was going to talk about I was going to talk about the some Pixel 8 stuff but I'd rather us we talk about this. Today sure. I watched a little video cuz I was laying in bed with a heat pad on, okay? <laughs> so I let myself have some TikTok time. TikTok rabbit hole time. And the algorithm for some reason always loves to surface me like uh very uh, positive Natasha Leone like just monologues of hers from interviews where she just says like something really profound, like as a person who's really lived through it. Um, sorry, I got distracted by <laughs>
1: the <laughs>
0: drama happening upstairs. Uh, but she was just talking about how, when you get older, you just like stop caring.
1: That is that. Is and a, how much is easier it is. Thing. Yeah,
0: And you, and so I, yes, I imagine that the tantrums will calm down because she'll stop caring just as I like, care less and less and less and my tantrums have dialed down to you know one one every six months versus you know one every three (laughs) anyway thank you for letting me be distracted by what's going on at home i do want to talk about something really quick before we get into today's show uh, that is of interest something that i played with today it's very technical I didn't really get anything out of it, I'm just going to be honest, but I feel like if you are in the Google Home preview program, <sighs> which is the program that you can go sign up for to get the new interface of the Google Home app, but this also unlocks the browser-based inter- interface of home.google.com so you can go in and like control your smart home. Um we know that the script editor came out back in June. Yes. Which is really great for, you know, Code sleuths, people who feel comfortable around that. But for those who didn't feel comfortable around it, uh, there is the help me script. So earlier last month, before Google announced the Pixel, they actually had a blog post out about the help me script. And they were saying that this was going to start rolling out soon. That's now, but only to people who are in the preview. So only people who are in this Google Home beta. And what it basically does is you go to home.google.com. I'm doing this right now in real time so I can remember everything. (laughs) (laughs) You go into the automations tab uh, and then you go add a new routine and then it gives you the script editor, right? You go into the script editor, but on the right hand side, if you've opted in, you will see the help me script pop up, which is essentially it's a generative AI script helper. So that all you have to do is type in a command as you would say it to any the assistant or any other device in your household that would accept that smart home command. You type that in and then this generative AI spits out the code that you need to paste into the script editor to get that routine programmed into your Google Home network. Nice. Yes, I mean I'm assuming it works. <laughs> I say this is like tomorrow. I have a story going up about this. Um, <laughs> no, it it does work. I actually tried. What am I saying? I tested the command uh, later to, uh, later this afternoon. But I was playing with it for the last two days because it really overwhelmed me at first. Because the script editor is just a really overwhelming thing to go into if you've never gone into it before. And I'm a person that very much is a deer in headlights about tech where when I first approach it, see, my problem is I don't prepare beforehand. (laughs) This is, this has gotten me to in my career where like I didn't prepare beforehand and I will just jump into something without like an outline. And then I wonder why it's like taking me forever to figure out, you know what I'm doing. (laughs) So I jumped in without looking and freaked out and then needed to like take a 12 hour distance from it. And then I came back to it. But the thing is, Andy, I don't understand how to fix it when something breaks because you can write in a command if it's like a really simple command, like make sure all the lights are off except on a Wednesday. As long as the room that you are commanding has all of its devices and gear. Like if, if you have one device like I do in my office right now, for some reason, I have two LifeX minis. Okay. I have like two instances <laughs> of the same bulb is what I mean to say. And I didn't find that out until today when I tried to program to have my office lights turn off at a certain time. I kept getting errors in the code when I would validate it. And I was like, this is what is the point of this? I went into the Google Home app and I just, just set up the routine manually and it's fine everything's fine but because of what's going on in the back end that i'm not aware of it's breaking with this code if that makes sense i get it <laughs> yeah
1: it's yeah that's 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 why coding i'm i'm that's why i'm a little bit skeptical of these copilot sort of features yes. that will generate code for you because like um let, me, let 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 me explain it this way like you you know that i use audio hijack to, to record this show. And there's no coding mm. response. It's doing some actually pretty uh, complicated things that are very, very custom to the way that we do this show. But I didn't have to write any code whatsoever. It's all these blocks of functions that you cook, that you basically cook, hook up, connect, hook up together, inputs go into outputs, and you tell how you want everything to be processed along the way, okay? Um, so I don't need to understand how any of that works. I just get the result. I can also, there's also a scripting language behind this. If I want to do things that are even more complicated, there is like, I can use JavaScript and there's an API that's not as complicated as writing like a full app, but it's complicated enough. And, but the the difference between those two is that, like, I can't get the script to do anything if I don't understand how the script, how scripting works, how this API works, how this app works. So if there's any problems along the way, there's going to be a hard problem and I'm going to have to like be forced to solve it and learn more as I go. So the source of my, my issue with these assistants is that now you've got something in the middle that I don't think helps many people. Because if I, let's say that this scripting language for audio hijack had an assistant where all I had to do was like type a text description of what I want this script to do, and it will do it for me okay i've generated code that i don't understand and i'm incapable of debugging or reproducing or enhancing by myself so if i've just done something stupid or if the automated code is wrong in some way i will have no way of finding that out like <laughs> it's that's i think it should be either absolutely easy but there're like bumpers everywhere and it's impossible to for the user to get into any trouble Or it should be hard as hell and you have an immense amount of power, but you're also personally responsible for understanding everything that's going on inside the scripting window. And when you have something in the middle, I think there's that's a potential for danger.
0: I would say it's dangerous. It's definitely, I mean, at the very least, like you can't save something if it's not validating. So it won't, you know, go into the system and bork things, as you maybe could on a different smart home system, let's say. Maybe you did go out and buy something really DIY and then you realized you didn't know what you were doing. I've done that before. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I think uh, I'm going to stick to the manual way of doing things. But, I, you know, Andy, I appreciate doing a podcast with you because you let me take the time to explain myself and then you understand what I am trying to say, which is that (laughs) I didn't need... An AI bot to help me do this. <laughs> I could have just done it myself in the Google Home app on the phone. And I did afterward, by the way. It was way easier. Yeah. It was it was tedious, but it was easier. You know what I mean? Like I had to tap more.
1: Yeah. But and, anyway. And and, 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 and kudos <laughs> to the new Google Home app. I have I, I just noticed it. I, I auto updated at some point. I just noticed that. Wow, the interface is much cleaner. And now, when I'm casting to uh, when I'm when I'm casting to uh, one of my smart speakers, the screen that I when I launch Google Home, it understands that. Oh, he's actually listening to something. Maybe he wants to be able to directly access like the pause and the forward and back and the volume controls mm-hmm, for that yeah. specific speaker without having to press buttons to go into and find that one speaker yeah. for, beforehand it, it was a bummer because it f- forgot all of my all of my lights um and i had to because i've well it didn't forget necessarily <laughs> but basically i had to say by the way here is here uh, here is the controller for those lights please find that controller and then the controller said oh well here are all the lights that andy has like oh great i'm back again Uh, So everything was, everything's working back again, just, just, just as nicely as before for a while. I was like, oh man, am I going to have to, am I going to have to like, you know, uh, uh, re-onboard every single light bulb in this house make them you know issue them a brand new id photo id make them watch all the training videos Make them you know get set up with the hr all that onboarding that i would like to uh, like other companies to do for me I, i still have i still have two bulbs in two separate rooms that are labeled uh pine dining table left and right because that's how I initially set them up like in my previous house in the in the in the dining room like 10 years ago and I just haven't bothered to rename them I just moved the lamps to where I want them to go
0: I'm sure that's what's happening in my office right now with the two LifeX bulbs I don't know I will say and I don't know if my editor is going to keep this in but I'll go ahead and mention it anyway I did make a quip just about how like the smart home continues to be kind of a headache (laughs) mm-hmm It's it's just yeah. it's you know I and really y'all I took so much stuff off the network it's just bulbs now and I'm happy I'm a lot happier with just the bulbs. Yeah. Just the bulbs. Um okay, we've actually got a pretty great show for you today and by the way, those of you sticking in for the members only episode, we will be talking more about smartwatches. So, if you're interested in that, please head over to relay.fm/membership slash to check out what you need to do. If you want to get to those members only episodes and the perks that you get with a membership, <laughs> you can also go to relay.fm slash material. That's our that's our home on the web. If We need us. <laughs> uh, so today's show. Yes, yes, yes. We've actually got some we've got we've had some interesting. We haven't had any new stuff things really announced besides like the new macbooks but this is a google podcast we have been learning more about some stuff going on behind the scenes and so we're gonna have a fun little like what if timeline plotting today (laughs) what if history was redone but
1: but but can i say we're not we're not switching to a multiverse phase one, two, three, oh, four, no. five uh, mode, uh, like you said. You, that's disappointed you so much in Disney Plus. Uh, no, don't worry. You, oh. <laughs> you, you will not have to know. Have seen an episode from eight years ago, or uh, nor are we going to introduce like a topic and then abandon it incomplete three minutes later, and then tell you that we're going to be finishing that in three years time. Don't worry. We, we, we don't we want to scare you that. off. Just we're as not gonna do that. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm probably over overstating this. It's just that every time I hear the word multiverse now, I just my the, 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 every device I have in the house is capable of detecting it's my a health. Different, it's different connotation for me
0: yeah. these days. Different connotation in this generation. Uh, we're also going to talk about. Um, well, we're going to talk about why you can't edit your driver's license. And Google Photos, which I'm gonna be real with y'all, I didn't realize it was something you couldn't do until I <laughs> wrote about it this week. Uh, but I'll tell you why and and why and why you should care. Also, we're going to talk about Boston getting a Google store. Actually, Andy, I'm gonna have you tell us about that because then I'm gonna tell you about anyway, we're gonna have a talk about these Google stores sprouting up around the US.
1: Our quaint little Puritan fishing colony is starting to move forward. We're moving well into the 19th century, I I dare say.
0: Finally, finally. Uh, Okay, let's take a quick break.
1: This episode of Material is brought to you by Electric. Turning a small business into an empire takes work. And you have to keep your ear to the ground for things that will help you take it to the next level. But this can be hard when your attention is pulled in different directions, because that's the reality of being a boss. Well, the team over at Electric knows that small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand to help with time-consuming parts of your business, like standardized device security with best-in-class device management software, so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale and employee onboarding and offboarding done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Plus, Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications, while simplified reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance. And proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows make IT easy to manage, even for non-technical users. And if you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to start, Electrics experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. Now, here's the personal experience block, uh, where we talk about the importance of delegating to focus on what you're good at. Yeah, there's there's so much that... uh, so much trouble that you have to face every single week that you find out later on that is kind of voluntary that there is, uh, I don't want to, I won't, this is an ad, so I can't turn this into a long, long, just long, long, long distraction, but there's a, 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 there's a seller on Etsy who has this really interesting product. It's just a card with uh, a punch card and it had like, like what you'd get, like uh, uh, buy like nine footlong sub, footlong subs at this store, and you get a tenth sub for free. Okay, but the punch card just simply has the word "no" t- nine times, and then like a picture of a cupcake as the in the tenth spot. And the idea is that uh, it's the importance of saying no and not taking on more than more than you really, really should and the idea is to keep this in your in your wallet as a reminder of that so the not ni- after nine times of saying no to things that you probably should have said no to you can give yourself a little bit of retreat and uh, this is such a brilliant idea because in adulthood you have to realize that you now have so many responsibilities in work and in life and just in maintaining yourself as a human being that a lot of the most important decisions you make are decisions to say no to things. And some of that is saying no to handling certain parts of this work yourself. Find people who are good at this, maybe even people who are better at this than you are, and simply have them do it for you. Not only will that work be done better, but also, you will have more time to focus on the stuff that you're good at, the things that kind of keep you fulfilled, the keep, the, the things that make you add value to the work that you do. And it actually leads to uh, imp- the value in life as well. So, yeah, that's something that I keep, tr- uh, as the years go by in my life, I keep trying to identify these things where I am creating stress for myself that is voluntary that I have the ability to solve this problem in, uh, with solutions that do not involve in my wading in up to my waist or higher uh, into the muck and getting involved myself. Sometimes there are things you have to do yourself. There are times where you can hire that stuff out. That's why services like Electric uh, and other services that take the stuff that is the biggest sticking points of your work life, your personal life, whatever, they are value tenfold as far as I'm concerned. Well, we're going to get back to the ad read right now. Well, for material for material listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash material. That's electric.ai slash material. Go there now to get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting our thanks to electric for their support of this show and all of relay fm
0: folks i have a confession to make last week i wrote about the bloomberg report on the apple watch now apple's trying to like make it more health centric but i actually wrote about a different bloomberg report that was referring to that particular <laughs> report that ended up going viral for different reasons What I was looking at was just all the health stuff that's coming to the Apple Watch. But you see, folks, there was a little gold nugget stuck in there that Flo regrets deeply not picking out. But the thing is, I've just been my body has been kind of rebelling against me. So that's what happens when you're tired. You miss things. But listen, we're covering it now here on the podcast, uh, which is that Bloomberg this week posted this very long, beautiful, juicy report on the Apple Watch. Most of it covered what Apple is doing in the health sphere, the different sensors it's working on, some of the features that it hopes to bring to the Apple Watch. And it all sounds like it's stuff that's gonna eat Fitbit, like gulp <laughs> it. Um we'll will but we'll get there when we cross that bridge. We don't have to talk about that now because <laughs> we're not quite <laughs> there yet. Uh, but so there was like a really there's a really juicy nugget. It's a really juicy nugget in this report, which is that there is. OK. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like trying to I didn't think about how I'm going to break the news to you all. I only thought about how I'm going to introduce it. Um. Anyway, Apple at one time did think about possibly having the Apple Watch work for Android users. And part of the reason is because if Apple was going to be expanding on all of these health features and doing all this health wonder greatness, why wouldn't it try and like reel in Android users into the walled garden? But, uh, I I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's always, it's always, this is something that has always like annoyed me about Apple that like, they've been putting this, they, they manufactured this beautiful halo for themselves And every time, like Tim Cook or somebody goes on stage and introduce a new whatever, they put that halo on themselves and talk about how. Gorgeous and wonderful, their life mission is as a company to do Apple Health and to do the Apple Watch to not just to, to just help save lives and improve lives better. As a matter of fact, we put together a five minute video showing all the people whose lives were saved because they had an Apple Watch and the crash detection called emergency services for them when they were injured and the the they diagnosed it, it got them to go to the doctor about atrial, atrial fibrillation and gosh, it's just one of the most important. Missions we have, and isn't that typical of us that we're out there to help humans in all every way we can? And then like I want to say, even though there's no Q&A during these things, like, oh, wow. So uh, obviously, if you really, really wanted to help as many people as possible and save their lives and improve their lives, surely you want to make an Android version of this because Android is like the number one mobile operating system in the entire planet. So when are you going to be releasing that? And oh, just crickets, crickets, crickets. Crickets. We say we're we're willing. To, so the message being that we want to save the lives of people who buy iPhones. People who don't help out the company by buying iPhones uh, can go hang by their thumbs. It's like that's. It's like I, I understand your company. I understand that you're you, obviously you're profit oriented. You're a two trillion dollar company. But don't put on the halo and say that yo, we're not we're not like those other companies. We really want to help people that's what we're all about
0: can we just talk about how this was called project fennel
1: yeah so well so 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 the story is that like so we so and 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 the other and the other thing that always made this interesting was that like like you said the apple watch is amazing they've got such a long head start not just by time but in terms of like what the product is right now over if they were to create an Android-compatible version of the entire, like, Apple Watch line, they would—oh, my God. Every company that's I making— I would use it.
0: I would yeah. use it. I would be honest yeah. with you. I would use it.
1: Exactly. And so, so why wouldn't the, it's like a lot of money they seem to be leaving on the table. And so obviously, yes, they were developing this. The The story said that they had they were close to finishing. it. It's not like, oh, let's do this exploratory thing. Let's basically do a feasibility. Let's just have a mock up of it. No, according to this report, it was nearly done. And at the last minute, uh, I'm quoting the story here, the work was nearly complete when Project Fennel, was called Project Fennel, was cancelled in part because the Apple watch is a driver of iPhone sales. quote, yeah. "If you gave up yeah. the watch to Android, you would dilute the value of the watch to the iPhone unquote, said someone with knowledge of the decision so it's like again don't that's fine that's business but just don't put the halo on your head and say we're here to save lives and to help humanity um I mean the the, the only it, it, so it was good to have that on the record I just wish that the report had like explained why did they pick project fennel as the name for this product
0: so in our notes Andy has his own predictions which is one uh, it's one of the primary ingredients in absinthe
1: yeah, and like so, and absinthe is like high octane, like high alcohol drink, as high as seventy four percent. That's like higher than the alcohol content I in hand It does
0: taste like fennel. Yeah, the the two times I've gagged it down. Yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: So so and so the drink is traditionally green itself. It's also like it's like the old fashioned version of it. It was often banned because it had it was said to have like psychoactive properties. Oh, so okay. F- famously, as Ooh. I mean, as far as like a hundred years ago, you see there are oil paintings from like the eighteen nineties co- called like the absinthe drinkers, and there'd be these green fairies floating around because that's you're seeing like green fairies. Oh. So I was, I was wondering if maybe with a color green, given that Android's mascot is a green droid, maybe right? that's what they were going for. I really don't know. I, I, was, I was, I was trying to figure out, is, is there any like recipes that are famous for using a lot of fennel? Like, so maybe it was like a, a sort of like gazpacho. So I have no idea, but I'm, I'm going, I'm going with the green fairy. That's what, that's what I'm going to go with.
0: Uh, well, also, either way. Also,
1: can, can, can I say that you know, f- yes. I did have to look up. Uh, I did do. I did go as far as to check Wikipedia, if you can believe that. Uh, and says fennel was prized by the ancient Greeks and Romans, who used it as medicine, food, and insect repellent. Uh, fennel tea was believed to give courage to the warriors before battle. According to Greek mythology, Prometheus used a giant stalk of fennel to carry fire from Mount Olympus to Earth. So maybe that was also. I I don't know. I don't know if like any of those engineers at Apple have like a classic. Education, oh, or maybe they're saying they're br- pr- Prometheus it. who brought fire to <laughs> to to humanity, and you of know course much, though, was Andy.
0: You're right. Yeah, it probably was that. That that is yeah. That's something that like a Silicon Valley technician is into.
1: Yes, and and also in and and another nice little coincidence. Like uh, Prometheus was punished for having done so by what being like chained to a rock and having his, his liver like. Eaten by like ravens and eagles uh, all throughout eternity. So maybe Whoa. that was like they had a, pre- a premonition about exactly how well this project would go over. I don't know. Again, God, only life is so harsh. This is mere speculation. As stamp this editorial.
0: Life is so harsh. Life is so harsh. We're never going to have an Apple Watch that works on Android. Mm. I guess that's okay. I mean, I'll tell you so far, the Pixel Watch 2 is pretty good, but. <laughs> but it's not the freaking 41 millimeter apple watch yeah. which is so nice and small for my wrist and yeah and, you know.
1: i know i mean yeah see, I, see I, i'm in that i'm in that boat right now because i'm i'm wearing like a, a 40 millimeter apple watch as like my daily driver i'm wearing it for a week Um and it doesn't work with android but it does have like there are a lot of reasons why I really like it, including one feature that I absolutely can't get through any wearable that is compatible with my Pixel phone and probably never will. And that that's why that's the subject of like our bonus episode this week. Um, okay.
0: We'll, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll save we're it for that. Okay. But,
1: but, but, but also like it, it does, like it does connect to like what, I, what we were talking about earlier. One of the first things I got for it was uh like an actual like plastic case that surrounds the entire thing and kind of makes it look more like a g-shock watch like a casio g-shock than an apple watch because again i'm just a little bit self-conscious about hey what's that What's oh uh, 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 maybe i'm the only person who does this i won't get off this again it's just that I some I, I am my eye is drawn to people's wrists to see like what kind of watch they're wearing not for technical technological reasons but oh I bet that this person has and something interesting on their wrist like oh I just went when I just when I see an Apple watch I don't judge the person but all I think is oh it's just another Apple watch okay moving on. And so I just don't want people to think, oh, look, it's just another app. I don't know what that is. It's I, I it's know. Square, I feel that I way know, oh, when
0: yeah. I see iPhones like proliferating everywhere. It's like, oh, it's just <laughs> another iPhone, cool, with a case on it. Cool. But anyway, I'm not we're not here to judge, first of all. Um second of all, I just have to say
1: I mean, I'm I'm here to judge, but like I'm I'm not as elevated a human as you are. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i'm not i'm not offended that you 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 agree with that that means that you've been paying attention you have a child you you're you have to you've as good as you were before you had a child When you had a child that sent you to another higher orbit of i have to set a good example for this this young woman who is going to have to you know compete in an, in an arena that's only going to be marginally better than the world that i live in right now if that and so Whereas I, again, have had no offspring. I am basically allowed to marinate in my own Jesus. prejudice and suspicion <laughs> and cynicism. And I started off Gen X, should I say. And I've only, I know. Like, like a fine soy sauce, I have basically been st- becoming more deep and complex in my umami bitterness uh, ever since the, the early 80s.
0: I feel, though, that we need to um, thank Gen X a little bit, though, because y'all did start the trend with gentle parenting. True. So, uh, when you, when y'all became parents, so I'm just saying thanks to your generation for that. Um, and now, here's what I'm not going to thank your generation for: <laughs> RCS. I I I think
1: okay, uh, the people I, who are in power. I, I don't I don't know how the I don't know how that's our fault. <laughs> I was I was I was immediately thinking because of at I'm least, at, sure least at, at least at least nine bands that you could have that you could have like blamed us for before then,
0: because <laughs> at least some some engineers working on this stuff have to be Gen X, okay? Okay, okay, just, fair. I'm, that's how I'm lining it up with the ages, with you know the years these these people graduated college. <laughs> Sorry to every person who works at Google who I just blanket aged. Um, <laughs> we're having one of those weird. You know what? You know, Mono is in a mood. Andy and I are having funny little <laughs> mood here. It's, it's, it's got to be something going on. No, but what we are talking about is the fact that uh, Google is doing something so silly,
1: so silly. Well, I don't think it's silly. I think it's I, so
0: silly. No, it's not silly. It's it's not silly. It's desperate. Uh, well, I think it's desperate anyway. That's my editorializing. Because what they're doing is that they went to the EU and they're saying, excuse me, excuse me, we really need you to open up Apple's iMessage to make it a standard because then then, hey, that would open it up to us. (laughs) And then we can support it. And then we can do stuff to it like we do to other things that are open source.
1: Yeah, it's 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 funny because this is the second time. I did a little dance, by the way. While that was, I was actually I was I was appreci- I was appreciating that that, that was a very nice like hands. You you were throwing your hands way up in the air as though you didn't care, <laughs> so to speak. I was to you, use- doing
0: an interpretive dance. I'm
1: okay. <laughs> right of the right of springs, Stravinsky was was definitely somewhere <laughs> watching and approving. Uh, but yeah, so this is the second time that we've seen like Google try to weaponize like the EU's right. Digital Markets Act. So this the the intention of the Digital Markets Act, which recently which recently passed passed, was that you've got these industry behemoths such as Apple, such as Microsoft, such as Facebook, such as Google, that their their size and their strength and their power are are such at such that they act as gatekeepers against. Any competition and any right. small company or small technology that wants to exist in any way the same space as any of these companies are operating in. Like the in. head
0: mean girl of a girl group.
1: Exactly. I would, I would, very Very millennial reference. I will support that and honor mm-hmm. that. Uh mm-hmm. And it was not. It was not designed so that if Google like wants to, <laughs> if right. If, if, right. Google, if Google wants to be if if Google wants to be able to establish itself as the default web browser on iPhones, that they could force Apple to make that happen. That they couldn't. They or in this case. They and a whole bunch of car- uh, phone carriers in the in the EU have basically mm-hmm. drafted and signed a letter to the appropriate offices at the EU, saying that hey, look, uh, iMessage is a gatekeeper. They're not allowing uh, competing uh, competing messaging standards such as RCS, such as WeChat, such as whatever to operate uh, through iPhones with the same level of security with the same level of like. High definition videos and high resolution photos and all that sort of stuff. The famous green bubble, like ostr- right. ostracization. and so we want you to declare that <laughs> declare that uh, iMessage is uh, is a w- w- what's technically called a core platform service and therefore subject to the the restrictions of the Digital Markets Act. Uh, and so, and if they are successful in lobbying, then Apple would be forced to allow rcs messaging to happen within uh, iMessage they would be forced to maybe uh, allow like facebook's messaging or signal or any other messaging protocol to work through uh, through iMessage um i don't know if it will work it's it it shows that this wasn't just like a pr market sort of thing they really are pretty po'd about this and they're willing to as you say, kind of embarrass themselves by saying, "Oh, we are an affected minority that's being browbeaten by we are we are a 1.2 trillion dollar company that's being subjugated under the thumb and iron boot heel of an unfair 1.7 trillion dollar company." Please help us, EU. Um, Apple is saying they've 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 been presented with this argument before not mm-hmm. in a formal way though and they said well look you know iMessage, uh, the messages app is just not all that popular in the european union anyway like and that's kind of true there the, the people that i know that like uh, live and work mm-hmm. in the eu they said well look it's all wechat up there we don't really use messages for anything chiefly because i iMess- i messages is just a is sim- just an iphone only uh iPhone-only standard, and we have to talk to people who don't use iPhones all the time. So who knows what's going to happen? The the big question is, what are they going to do, like, if this fails? Realize that, are they going to get so desperate that they're going to say, okay, we've got autonomous robotic cars and autonomous robotic drone airplanes and balloons maybe we could have a land an automated robotic age of the machines land and air assault against uh, the Cupertino main apple campus and basically i don't know like uh, launch a a napoleon campaign against apple until they agree they they agree to, to the negotiations table i am I'm, I'm scared of what happens if like they get des they get more desperate than this is what i'm saying
0: i, I- <laughs> I honestly, I don't know. I don't know what they would do. Uh, I really don't know that it's worth all the trouble that they're going through. I don't know if it's going to, if it would change the trajectory of Android or the platform or how it grows or how it shrinks. Like I... I guess this brings awareness to it but it it was such a cultural thing and it was such a western cultural thing that they're chasing after and they're going after it in such a they're just making such a big deal about it and it's very obvious that they're clearly freaking out a little bit too just because of You know, them trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do if our main sources of revenue get cut off because of all this other legislation going on around the world? Uh, It's to me, I just see it as another another thing they're going to try to use to stop that from happening.
1: Yeah. And also Apple has proven themselves time and time again to be really just childish about just pouting and holding its breath until it turns blue and saying you can't make us do what we don't want to do you're not the boss of me something I didn't don't want to mean to I didn't mean to trigger like any past 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 parenting trauma you might have had with your child oh my goodness. But, but but that's but that's that's exactly like they are the people who said that okay well you know we've uh, after after you've put our court system through every single trial and every single appeal we have finally affirmed after five years of consistent court rulings that are in our country that what you're doing and how you're operating this service is illegal according to the laws that we've had in effect for the past eight years and they'll say, and so you have to do X, Y, and Z. And they will, they will do. Uh, they will continue to be child, to be children about that, and saying, "Okay, uh, the law says that I have to brush my teeth. Like, okay, uh, I taken this hairbrush and I rubbed it in front of my teeth, and so now I have brushed my teeth. And it didn't say I had to do it every morning and every night. It just said I had to brush my teeth, and so I've complied by your law." <laughs> And there is no legal definition of you know very well that's not what we meant, young lady. You march right back into that.
0: Did you have to go for a defiant kid for that one? I'm sorry, that that was was... a little too soon, Andy. (laughs) Literally, what she does to me right now is she goes (laughs) now. how how, how, have have,
1: have there been any studies about like how like uh like there there have been studies about like human language that almost every culture has like yeah and no like no matter what it's always like a very simple like and everyone has that that thing is there like a cultural touchstone to where there's always that exact same sound and it always means the exact same thing like I reject you, I disrespect you, and I will not comply with whatever rational, simple thing you've just requested of me.
0: And I will make a flatulence-like sound (laughs) to indicate so. I think that's what is the universal language there uh, for us humans. Folks, this podcast... Still has more to come. <laughs> yes. Andy and I are going to take a quick little break. We're going to drink some water. And then when we're back, we're, when we are back, we will talk about why you can't make fake IDs with Google Photos. Andy, I am a little tired of all the pearl clutching over the magic editor features in Google Photos. <laughs> a, y'all, it's really not that like good yet. <laughs> so like, calm down. Like, nobody is faking their way into the White House with (laughs) Google Photos right now. Uh, And B, I'm going to be honest with you, maybe it's because I turned 21 a long time ago. (laughs) But I didn't think about the idea of people attempting to fake an ID virtually with a photocopy of it. Like, I didn't think that that's something that you could get away with using AI or not using AI.
1: And particularly, particularly with the Pixel, it's like I thought that the features that they showed off with the Magic Editor were even like at the even at Google I/O back in May were very practical and hands-on and simple, as opposed to creating a fraud. Okay, maybe you could create the fraud that you and your family uh, got along well enough at oh, some point Jesus. during your vacation to Disney, where everybody was yes. smiling at the same time, but. Other than that, I mean, I don't know what the what the all the, all the, the hubbub was about.
0: We're doing deep cuts today, Andy, with the family trauma. Uh, <laughs> so, Android Authority. This, so I reported on this for Gizmodo this week, but Android Authority was the ones who actually did some code sleuthing and found this out. They basically dissected a one of the latest APKs of the Google Photos app. They dissected in particular the version that came out on november 1st so that version already had vernacular in the code that showed that google was going to be putting up this dialogue box anytime you would try and edit a photo of an id or a passport or something that looks like you know it could be used as an official document
1: yeah a whole bunch of things that that prohibited that it would simply just kind of like if you try to make do a if you in in like photoshop or with the scanner if you try to make a scan of a 20 bill it will say yeah no we're not going to do that so apparently there are a whole bunch of things that if you ask magic editor to do stuff it's like kind of it seems to be hardwired in according to these error codes uh that it will just simply refuse to do that
0: which is not something that anybody has ever really encountered well, I'm sure people have encountered it, but have just never, you know, brought it up. But it's not something that I've ever personally encountered. Probably because to be quite honest, I don't <laughs> use magic editor.
1: Because it just doesn't work.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> it does it does it like does work, but also it doesn't work, if that makes right. sense. It does work in like you opening Photoshop and having some fun way. Um, and you know, I'm a little bummed because I I tried. I tried to do this magic editor thing. I I obviously have pictures of my ID cards on my phone. And so I tried to go in and edit them with the magic editor because I was just curious to see, like, what would AI even try and do with this? (laughs) Like, what would it change? But I didn't even see that. On the Pixel 8, I encountered the old uh, dialog box, the one that says can't process this. It violates our generative AI policies. And then on the Pixel 8 Pro, I got the expanded dialogue box that Android Authority reported on, which said, like,
1: young lady, you know, we raised you better than this. It's not exactly. We're not angry. We're just disappointed. I mean, maybe maybe we just failed you somehow failing to instill in you the sort of just understanding of right and wrong. I mean, we tried. We know how hard we tried to raise you right. But I mean,
0: and you know what? The Pixel 8 Pro has a higher uh, resolution display than the Pixel 8. So I got that in a very like crispy, you know, (laughs) situation. But yes, so um, you can't, you can't edit that. Uh, I think there's another update that just went out with Google Photos, but I think it's for certain devices, which might be why the Pro had it and the regular 8 didn't. But regardless, you can't make a fake ID with Google Photos. So don't even try.
1: (laughs) Why, why would why would someone try to make it's see it's, it's it's weird so the 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 um, the medical yeah, marijuana. Oh, no, no, no. But, but I mean, the, like, how would you, like, given the feature set that's that they were showing, they've been showing off in this, you can't just <laughs> simply say, hi, uh, I'm holding they up this library card. I'm, I'm holding up this library card. Could you please turn this into, uh, like, a driver's license from Nevada that shows that I'm above the age of 21? Oh, that's,
0: that's what you meant.
1: Yeah, it's okay. like. I'm sorry. I, so, I thought
0: you meant, why would somebody fake an ID? And I was trying to say, you know. Oh, no, like no. Oh, oh, like oh, no. A, oh, no. Oh, oh, believe,
1: believe me. I, I mean, we. we t- uh, yes. Snow and are universal, but fake ID is also part of the universal cross-cultural, cross-generational experience. I absolutely assure you this. We went but I, I I I got my first fake ID in Times Square like during a class field trip, like in 82, 83, and it was terrible. It was but it was like the same reason why you might get like a fake Rolex, not because you want to trick people into thinking you have a Rolex, but because it's a cool souvenir. <laughs> um but so 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 the so the list of stuff that the that the the that they uncovered uh, photos of id cards receipts and other documents that violate google's gen ai terms i'm quoting their article right. here images with personal identifiable information human faces and body parts which I question because, yeah well, okay, anyway, large selections or selections that need a lot of data to be generated, this is just simple, where it's just, oh, well, you're trying to have us like regenerate half of this picture and we don't have the compute power on device to do that. Okay, I get that. It, it seemed as though this was all pointing to like actual generative AI features that as opposed to the ones that they were showing, like in the in the rollout of the Pixel 8, which is, hey, look, you can switch people's heads. Hey, look, you can take this garbage can that's in the picture and it will circle it and erase it. And the magic eraser will generate like grass and trees behind it instead of just sort of like painting over it. Um, there's an error message that they that they uh, discovered uh, that says one of the error messages that it reads with blah blah blah. I can't do that. Try typing something else. So as if what we're seeing here is either they just cut and pasted a whole bunch of code that they're using someplace else that was never meant for like being actively used and act activated inside a phone, or if this is laying the groundwork for a time where the magic editor can do stuff like what Photoshop can currently do, where you simply highlight a certain area and. And say, I want you to fill this in with a picture of a doghouse that's painted uh, with a portrait of John Lennon on the side of it, and suddenly you have a doghouse with John Lennon on the side of it.
0: Right. But it's it's not hard to imagine that this is going to come to the Pixel devices because I've already, you know, you can already go in and do some cool stylization using the generative AI, and it will stylize it to a point where it will look different from the actual image that you 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 put in to get, you know, generated. So it's, it's interesting playing around with it because it doesn't feel like a native part of the hardware that you have in hand since it is through Google Photos, but it is very much like a Google Photos specific feature um, that you can only access if you have a specific device and you can't make a fake ID. (laughs) I really wanted to know, like, what it would make. What if I want to, like, make make a stylized ID photo of myself? I guess I would have to go generate that out of thin air instead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, be 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 creative, like, but the the the, the last time I created real fake IDs to convince someone in authority i was not who i was and that i should be trusted more than i should have the obviously i didn't try to it was when i wanted to get press credentials to the boston marathon when i was like 19 or 20 and so obviously i'm not going to try to fake hey i'm uh, here's my here's my my press id from the from the boston globe because i'm sure they would have seen those before so i made up a fake newspaper in england because it's like thinking that all I have to do is create some paperwork that looks good. All I have to do is create some tear sheets that look kind of good. Run them through a fax machine seven or eight times so that they degrade enough that they look like you know they could have been printed on newsprint at some point at their point of origin. Wow. So yeah, so I mean don't I, that, that, that's where if I have advice to the youth of today, yes. Turn your back on material things. Uh, the suppression of ego is uh, the key to happiness and the key to You always look out for the other person. You know, we're all in this together, blah, blah, blah. But also, if you're trying to fake IDs, try not to fake an ID that the person that you're going to be showing to might have seen before. Try to cre- create an entire story and make sure that that's going to be as hard to check out as possible. So you have, you have, just like every magic trick, I'll, I'll wind this up quickly. But I'm saying that the, the 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 every the best magic tricks, the way that they work is that like you know exactly how immediately how that must have been done, but then you immediately reject that because you think that okay, but clearly. He didn't spend like 15 years practicing how to shuffle and reshuffle and reshuffle and reshuffle uh, a, a, a brand new deck of cards so that it would look like a random shuffle, but actually every one of these quote-unquote randomly position cards was in exactly the right order that he had memorized and therefore he's able to mechanically memorize that order and then pick out any card he wants without even looking at the back. Obviously he didn't do that. So he must be using a trick deck or it must be camera trick. But then you, but then you learned that no, actually he did spend 15 years perfecting a series of shuffles that would create a pseudo random series that he had memorized and that yes, he can put his hands on any card he wants. So basically all you're trying to do here is to think that, you know what? I can guess that I'm suspicious that this 19-year-old who clearly barely knows his way around a camera is an actual member of the press. But what are the chances he would have created a, a weathered photo ID uh an actual set of badges four separate tear sheets from this foreign paper that he would have printed it on newsprint and then run it through a fax machine several times i don't think i have to believe that he's genuine because only an idiot would have gone through that much work for such a feeble feeble piece of that's my advice to you if you want to trick people basically go through way, way much more work than any sane person would do for no, a minimum reward. No, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. That's not what girls do. What girls do is we find a friend who looks like us, who's older than us, and then we borrow their ID. And that's how we get into clubs before we're 21. Hmm. Thank you. No work. No work required. You just gotta I just had to find somebody brunette like me. Brown hair, brown eyes. Easy. <laughs> There's lots of brown hair
1: okay well look and I I, I, I I we should i know we should wrap wrap this 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 hunk up but i also you you also have an advantage that like my ilk do not have like i am exactly the sort of person that they're the bouncers out there to, are there to prevent people like okay, me from getting yes, in fair, whereas fair, fair, fair. cute 18 and 19 year old girls Yes. They're they're basically out there that's, saying, oh, "You know what? You're we're right. gonna, we're going to try to get you into the club because
0: the one time I'll allow you to use this argument." Okay. Because this is the one time that you are
1: you are correct. I'm presenting it in only in an academic Where I have fashion, privilege. not in a, Yes, exactly.
0: No, that's correct. Now, we were talking about Boston, so I really feel like you should be the one to tell us about this Google store coming to Boston.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is a uh, I will, okay, I will, I will open, I will openly say this is exciting, uh, that, so they're right now, and also surprising because right now there are only two cities in the world where you can, like shop at a google store there are two stores in new york city there is one store like on like the mountain view like google campus so it's not as it's clearly google is not necessarily trying to like create a line of stores from coast to coast encircling the world like the apple stores are so i don't know why they chose boston but uh, uh boston business journal like reported that google is going to be opening a store in downtown Boston at 149 Newbury Street. That's in the Back Bay area. Uh, And Google confirmed the report and it's going to be opening sometime next year, sometime 2024. So, and I couldn't find any information about how like Google is opening other stores in other parts of the world. Like have to, I have to imagine that they are because I can't think what the strategic goal of opening a store specifically in Boston and not other cities would be. I love again. I love Boston. Boston is my is part of my expanded hometown area. Um, the I, I will say the that the location is really wonderful for that kind of a store. Uh, Newbury Street is like Boston's one really really well known shopping street. Like and from. Mm. At one end, one end of it, fa- one end of it goes, uh, puts you into the public art in Boston Common and, and has all the, that's where the super, super fancy ritzy stores are. The other end of it has like ice cream places and used to have, and it has Newbury Comics and has, used to have the Tower Records on it. Uh, but like basically it is like the, fe- people go to hang out Newbury Street, walk Newbury Street on Sundays during the summer months. The entire street is closed to car traffic and it's given over to pedestrians. Not only that, but it is like a, a one block, like one street, and I'm talking like a hundred yards away from Copley Square. So it's a hundred yards away from the Boston Public Library, which is one of the most magnificent places to be in Boston. A uh, hundred yards away from the same in the same place from uh, uh, the uh, a MBTA stop, so people can get to it really, really easily. Uh, it's Trinity Church. Like, it's a place. Uh, Coffee Square is, uh, is another f- kind of focal point for people to just simply come and be. So it's not as though it's like tucked out in this like out of the way location where you're going to have to want to have to go there in order to wind up there. It's a place where if you just wanted to hang out in Boston, you would simply encounter this place um it's actually it's 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 close to the finish line of the Boston Marathon like Copley Square becomes essentially the finishing pen for the entire Boston Marathon cuz the the finishing line is like just right up the street it's actually I would even say that it's better located than even the Apple store, which is like a few blocks down the road and over on another, another street near the Prudential Tower, uh, because you, you could easily like not wind up walking past the Apple store. I think a lot of people would wind up walking past uh, the Google store. So I mean, I've, I'm excited not only because just in general, but also because like if now if my Pixel phone breaks, like I... Uh, customer service when, really you to, when, when you have to sh- <laughs> when you have to when you have to ship when, uh, no no i have to be fair here like customers the great thing about buying like an iphone is that you walk into an apple store go to the genius okay. bar they'll fix it they'll swap it out they'll do whatever you want for it you know with a pixel phone you have to like mail it someplace and you're going to be without it for a few weeks and you have to worry whether it's you're going to get it back or whether it's going to get stolen someplace i would love to be able to walk into a google store and simply say phone works not not working fix want phone to work please soon i'll wait I'll, I'm, okay so that'll be fun
0: I, my thinking is that they are doing this to test what they've been doing in new york city with the chelsea and brooklyn locations they're testing to see if it's the foot traffic that they you know do they need to chase the foot traffic to put these locations to like bring people? Will that bring people organically to the brand? Like that's kind of what I'm thinking here. I'm trying to think like a marketing person or like somebody who is, is testing these things. Cause I admittedly have never been to Boston, but I did street view the address that you included in the show notes. And it looks very much like if this is a place that they shut off, to pedestrians or people go shopping That sounds very much like they want they want people to walk by it and be like oh that's right google is a big brand you know
1: i recognize that I logo know. what what the and they'll and they'll walk in or and or wow well, it's really a lot hotter than i thought it was going to be i bet this place has air conditioning and maybe a bathroom
0: yes i i know that there used to be the microsoft store and those didn't really pan out but uh yeah. We'll see how these Google stores do too. So I, I do have to confess next week, I'm going to try to go to the Mountain View location um, because I have a meeting down there next week before we record our podcast nice. next week. So TBD to all of our listeners out there, but I am hoping to make a little visit there because um, they opened that location while I was on vacation And they had invited me to come. And I couldn't go to that opening. But now I can go. Because I'll be in the area. And you could just like park there and walk in like you can on (laughs) Apple Campus. You just park and then walk into the visitor center and you can buy (laughs) t-shirts. So I'll see if I can buy t-shirts.
1: Yeah. We'll do a haul. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's one thing that I've... Forgot to add to uh, the information that I provided in the show notes. Yes, um, especially because this is uh, this is a uh, like a, a very very Boston sort of uh, sort of story. Um, there are two Dunkin' Donuts close by. Nothing right on top of it. Um, there's a Dunkin' Donuts on Boylston Street uh, that looks like it's uh, one and a half. Blocks away, there's also um like a Dunkin' Donuts at the Orange Line T T station that's two blocks away. Now it's not what we're hoping for. You would hope to have a Dunkin' Donuts like right across the street. Um, so that's uh, they might they must have fought. They, I'm sure there are a lot of factors that went into the selection of this location. Uh, but I mean, you know what, a a block away. So that so they'll have to go. Uh, they'll, they'll have to go west on Newbury Street. Uh, as far, like from uh dart in the street all the way down to Exeter. Uh, and then, so yeah, uh, well, okay. I mean, that's doable. That's, that's definitely doable. They will be a lot closer to the Apple store, uh, at there. Uh, this is, well, this will still be a couple of blocks away. So.
0: Well, hopefully the Google store has some interesting USB-C cables that you could buy for your new USB-C iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> And just kidding, guys. Just kidding.
1: You know, if they, just if, they kidding, everyone. If, if, if they if they if they had a sense of humor about it, like they'd had they like the invitations would all be like green bubbles. <laughs> it would be it would be them talking to apple about how hey you're right or or apple would like do like a big welcome billboard saying welcome google to the google store and it would be like a big high definition photo of like a a sticker of a emoji of them being being happy and then like a reply from google in the green bubble with this very low resolution sort of crap thing
0: (laughs) the the low resolution is a good ad there andy (laughs) Uh well Andy what are you up to this week Have you got anything going on that you wanna you wanna shell here on your podcast? <laughs>
1: uh not much I'm gonna be on uh the, once again my usual slot on uh WGBH right. on f- Monday uh go to w- wgbhnews.org to stream it live or later I think at one p.m one or one ten one ten p.m on Monday uh on you know, on Eastern time. Uh, i was also on wgn radio earlier this week talking it was it was shorter it's it's weirder it's uh, wgn like i'm on infrequently but frequently enough and unfortunately i forget that like i'm usually in like wgbh mode where we talk for like a half an hour really in depth about each topic and this on wgn is shorter and it's not I so I'll open with like the first sentence and that then they'll move on to another topic. oh, well, we didn't actually get to the actual meat of anything. I wish mm. I hadn't I wish I hadn't like set myself up for a lovely joke that I was proud of because now we are not talking about this important thing <laughs> that I thought we should talk about. Oh, oh, well, my fault, I'll make a note for next time.
0: but that's what threads is for, Andy. you go to threads and you say your joke. Good point. you got you gotta start thinking about it. I don't know i'm I'm on threads, everyone if you want to come find me there, I'm there. I'm not on Twitter. I am on Instagram and threads, as I mentioned, and Blue Sky, not on Twitter. I'm on TikTok, but I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> thank yeah. you, everyone, for listening to us this week. Uh, thank you to Jim, our editor, for editing us. And thank you to our lovely podcast network, Relay FM, for uh, being a place we call home. If you want to find out our past show notes uh, or you just want to get links to our websites and where you can find us on the internet not on twitter you can go to relay.fm material andy should we say goodbye to everybody
1: i think we should we've been they've been so nice with us
0: thank you so much everybody have a great lovely next seven days and we will see you next week be safe be happy be healthy bye-bye
1: cheeky bye